0: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Good to see everybody here this morning on this beautiful, gosh, January's almost over. Where is it going? Time's just flying by, it seems like. We're having fun. Praise the Lord. Father, I just thank you for your word this morning. It strengthens us and encourages us. We feed on your word, Lord, so we become strong in you. We love you, we love you, we love you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. Praise God. I want to share this morning just briefly on uh, two Christian uh, div- disciplines, if you want to call them that, activities that uh, are not often tapped into. God has, uh, God has a lot of good things for us, but we've got to do things his way in order to get them. So I want to start this morning. What what, what are those two things? I'll let you know in a minute. You can try to guess while I'm doing this. But the first, the first one is, I think it's it's easy to hear God, to to not hear God when He speaks to us on this one. There's something that we could do to better ourselves and to bring answers to prayer, but we don't want to hear that four-letter word fast. You know, we. It's easy, it's easy. to ignore God when He says it's time to fast. But I just want to sh- share just for a minute. I'm going to just take a couple minutes, and then we're going to go to another one, another one of God's disciplines that, that are much easier. So in Mark chapter nine is a story of when Jesus went up on the Mount of Transfiguration. And with Peter, James, and John, he was, you know, he was was transformed before them. God spoke. And then they came down from the mountain. And uh, when they came down from the mountain, there was a crowd standing around. And they said, what's going on? And Jesus said, and Jesus asked them, what were you discussing with them? And one of the crowd, this is Mark chapter 9, verse 17. One of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son, possessed with a spirit, which makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and girds and grinds his teeth and stiffens out. I told your disciples to cast it out, but they could not do it. And, you know, Jesus finally cast the, the, the demon out of the boy and raised him up by the hand and gave him back to his father. Anyway, in verse 28, it says, When he came into the house, his disciples began questioning him, saying, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, This kind does not come out by anything but prayer and fasting. So that when Jesus was up on the mountain of transfiguration, this man shows up with his son. And the disciples so the disciples had already been out doing God's work. Remember the Bible says that he sent out the twelve, and then he sent out seventy others, and they brought. The, and he said, "Preach the kingdom of God, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give." And so they they expected. I'm sure they expected when this boy came, that they were going to do the same thing they had been done previously, and he'd be delivered. But he wasn't, and so they questioned, saying, "Jesus, why? Why couldn't we get this boy delivered?" And he says, "This kind does not come out by anything." except by prayer and fasting. And all I'm, I'm just going to say this. Sometimes, in our, the only way our prayer is going to get answered if we pray and fast. Not just pray, but pray and fast. And it doesn't have to be a 40-day fast or a 20-day fast. It could just be fast, fast a meal, fast a day. But some things are not going to come out, some things are not going to change unless there's prayer and fasting involved. And sometimes you, you pray about something and you go after it on one of the promises of God. And if, if it just, uh, nothing seems to be moving, nothing seems to be happening, then take that extra step and fast and pray and see what God does. It's just, it, now, I want to look at one other uh, Christian discipline, you might say, and that is meditating on the word of God. I feel like it's one of the neglected disciplines. But this one is easy. All you really need to do is take some time and put that scripture in you. But I want to start by looking at Psalm 1, the first Psalm. It says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his word he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by rivers of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Meditation in the word of God is, builds something in us that we, can't just, that we can't get just by reading the word. There's nothing wrong with reading it. We should read our Bibles. But this, this is taking the Word of God and, and pondering it, meditating on it, chew it. Let it become a feeding yourself that Word so that it builds something inside of you and you become so certain of the Word of God that whatever problem you're facing seems minuscule. It, the, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, how does that strength come? That strength can come through fasting and prayer, but that strength can come by meditating in the word of God, taking God's word and not just kind of reading it and letting it go. By taking a particular scripture that God gives you and repeating it and meditating, pondering it, and building building something inside of you until what's inside of you is bigger than whatever problem comes your way. And that is meditating on the word. It's a, similar, it's a similar thing that God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. They're getting ready to enter into the promised land. And God says this to Joshua. I'm going to begin reading in Joshua 1 and verse 6. And he says to Joshua, Be strong and courageous, for, I, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to, the, to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. And then he says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Three times in between verse 6 and verse 8, three times God says, be strong and courageous. But how is he going to be strong and courageous? By taking the word of God, the law, and meditating on it, pondering it, considering it, keeping it before your eyes, building something in you that makes you strong and successful in God. You know, people. People kind of. I've said some people can shy away from this because uh, there's a there's a phony meditation called transcendental meditation, and that's not God because it comes out of an Eastern religion, where people just kind of sit. You know, my picture is somebody sitting there with their legs crossed and chanting some kind of a mantra, and that's demonic. That'll just invite the demon spirits to come. But there is a biblical meditation. It's meditating on the word of God. Meditating, you're saying it over and over again. I have one in particular that, that I confess and I, I spend time with it. And my scripture, the scripture that I like is in Psalm 103. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget none of his benefits. And then I just take it, thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for the benefits. Benefits for being your child. Benefits for sharing my life with you. Benefits that I get by being in your kingdom. And he says this, who forgives all your iniquities, who, f- who heals all your diseases. And that's, that's the scripture that I, that I don't just read, but I repeat it. I ponder, I think about it. I think about his healing power in my body. I picture myself well in Jesus' name because, his, because by his stripes I'm healed. And I thank him every day. I'm thanking God for being, forgiving my sins and healing my body, thanking Him over and over again, pondering, music, considering it, and building that—it builds something in you that you can't get just by reading. And, and it doesn't—it's not hard. You just have to take some time and do it. And everyone can—everyone can be stronger next week than you are this week by taking some of that Word of God and meditating on it. in, in Jesus' name. To meditate means to ponder. To reflect, to consider, to muse while just to, to muse while putting aside all distractions, so what you do is you just take some time and you and you build that scripture in you <clears throat> and that's hard for us to to do sometimes because we are so busy you know in Mark chapter four is the account of the, the sower sowing the word and there's one time where it says the word was sown among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. And he said, that's, that's likened to, when that happens, it's likened, it's likened to being the cares of this, thank you, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust for other things. It enters in and it, and it chokes the word. And all the devil has to do to keep us from meditating on the word is keep us so busy that we barely have time to read our Bibles. But it's just that we just have to relax. Go somewhere nice and quiet. Don't take your phone, shut everything else off, and just take a few minutes and thank God for his word. Pump that. Put that in you over and over and over again and build, build the word of God in you so that it's not just up here, but it's here in your heart. And once it's here in your heart, you'll have the victory in Jesus' name. There's a strength in meditating that we haven't tipped, tapped into. Yeah, I... I I don't know if this is a good example or not, but I likened it to someone taking taking a piece a piece of, like a piece of steak, and you put it in your mouth and you chew it twice and you spit it out. And there's so much more nourishment you could get out of it if you just chew that for a while. And that's what we need to do with the Word of God. We we need to take the Word and just chew it and say thank you, Lord, for this Word over and over and over again in building that Word in us will help us so we'll be convinced that God is going to answer the problem. He's going to answer our prayer. In Colossians chapter 3, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. See, where we anchor our minds, where our thought life goes, we go. If we meditate on earthly things, then we'll be limited to what the earth can give us. If we meditate on things above, We open the door for God to move and to answer our prayers. How do how do we get to that place where what we know isn't what we just know that we know that God is bigger than our problem? By meditation. Meditating on the Word of God. Did you ever have a problem that kept you up all night? You ever, were you ever facing a problem? It might be a physical problem, a financial problem, and there's just pressure on you, and you can't and you can't get rid of it. That's what meditation is. From the, on the negative side, pa, pa, f, fixing our eyes on things of this world, on whatever bills have to be paid, our physical condition, or relationship, something that really bothers you, and you can't, and you stay up half the night. That's what meditation does. You're thinking about that instead of thinking about God. And God wants to think on him and think on his word. We need to consider what God has said until it is so settled in us that it becomes bigger than the problem. Jesus said, my words are spirit and their life. We put that word in over and over again. His spirit and his life was birthed in us. And we become victorious we're going to walk victorious on this earth we have to become strong in the Lord I and mean, that comes part, partly comes through meditation. We don't deny the problem but we give it no place. We know it has to go and we're convinced of it because we've built something in us. In Psalm 119 and 148 it says my eyes anticipate the night watches that I might meditate on your word. The psalmist wrote I look forward to, to being on the, on the night watch when things are quiet and I can meditate on your word. And that's, that works for me. I don't, I don't sleep all night. I don't sleep through the night. I'm always up at some point. When I'm up, I'm up for maybe a couple of hours. But it's the best time for me to just sit and meditate on the word. Thank God for his promises. Build them in me and in me and in me. And I tell you, his presence comes. His word feeds you spirit. And you just feel stronger. You feel a peace. You know that God's going to take care of you. On, your, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works I will meditate in Psalm 145. I want to read that again. That's, it says, On your glorious splendor, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wonderful works I will meditate. I'm rehearsing it over and over again. You know, when, when performers are putting on a play, they practice. They they, they take whatever the lines they're supposed to remember, and they just speak them over and over and over again. They rehearse them over and over and over again. And that's what we have to do. It seems it seems sometimes. Uh, what is what is the benefit of that? It's building something in you. That's that's so. I'm so convinced of that. The word of God will take root in you, and it will be and it will produce whatever you, not just what you read, but what you meditate on. God's word is likened a seed. When you think about it, when you ponder it, when you meditate on it, it's like planting that seed and watering it and nourishing it and it will grow and produce exactly what it says it would. A person who's, who's harboring unforgiveness towards someone is meditating on the offense which will result in that offense becoming a stronghold in your life when someone offends you and you and you won't forgive and you just keep rehearsing that thing over and over and over again in your mind all that does is build a stronghold in you we can build that stronghold with the, with the word of god doing what god says meditating on the word first timothy chapter 4 paul is exhorting timothy he says don't look on verse 12 Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Until I come, give attention to the public reading of the scriptures, to exhortation and teaching. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which is bestowed upon you through the prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Take pains with these things. My Bible says take pains. The King James says meditate. Meditate on these things. Be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. So he's saying meditate. Be absorbed. Let them them be. Let them be the the thoughts of your life. And and you'll grow and become strong. In Philippians chapter 4 is a familiar scripture. The apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church. He says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then he says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of a good report, if there's anything, any virtue, anything worth of, worthy of praise, dwell on these things. So it's, the same when it's, it's the same kind of thought that he wrote to the Colossians church when he said, set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. He said, whatever, whatever is pure and holy and righteous and good, think on these things. Ponder them. Pond, muse. Meditate on the word until it becomes so settled in you. That what's in you is bigger than the problem. Another definition I've found, it says to give serious thought to selected information. I like that. To give serious thought to selected information. So you take the word of God that applies to whatever situation you have. And and you just confess it and meditate on it. And pump it, it, put it in you and put it in you and put it in you. And I tell you, you'll be a different person. You really will. That word will explode on the inside of you. And you'll know that you know that God is greater, that God is going to answer your prayer, that God is going to give you what you need in Jesus' name. So that's kind of a brief word, but I just want to put put everyone in remembrance of this thing. Meditate. Meditate on the word of God. Take God's word. Speak it. Say it over and over again. Build it in you and watch what happens in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you, Lord, that your word is life, and your word is spirit. If we'll put the word of God in us, it'll grow and become and produce in us 30, 60, and 100 fold. I pray, Lord, that everyone here this morning will will begin to meditate in the word, not just read it, but meditate in it, and watch the strength that comes, because your word will You'll be like a tree, the Bible says, firmly planted by rivers of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not, water, does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word, and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.